0: and dear listeners this is a very special edition of the dominion league weekly podcast which is usually a recap of this week in dominion games but not today i am your host strumpf and this is the episode for may 17th 2021 this week's nail polish is gold addiction Now I had initially planned to have a combined episode of reporting and interview because I thought the interview would only take about 30-ish minutes. Well, this episode will almost exclusively be the interview I recorded with a very amicable McSynog a couple days ago because we talked for over an hour and this would simply go beyond the format of a regular episode. So Seeing that this is the off-season, I'll be shifting the reporting on everything that happened in League and the other tournaments to next week's episode, except, of course, our championship finale. Now, before we begin, a very warm welcome to all listeners who are here for the very first time. I am so happy to have you. Please, if you're in the mood, do check out one of the regular episodes as well. They're quite fun. If I say so myself. So, Recycle Garbage and NA smith 99 met this past Saturday to battle it out. RG needed three wins to win the championship. Naismith needed 3.5 wins. And what a show this was. Right up to the decisive sixth game. Everything was up in the air, but RG pulled through. Overall, they had a pretty impressive season run, and might I remind you, this was only their fourth season to play and their first time ever in A-tier. Congratulations to our new champion of League Season 45, Recycle Garbage, and congratulations also to our runner-up, Naismith99, and thank you to the both of them. And now, without further ado... And with a heartfelt thank you to them for being so generous and candid with your humble host, I give you Mick Cienuk. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm okay. How are you?
0: Um, I'm fine. I'm a little nervous, but it's gonna be, it's uh, yeah. gonna be fine. <laughs> it will be good. How do I pronounce your name? Is Mick Cienuk, is that correct?
1: Yeah, I mean it's more like Senok, like a long e. Ah. But,
0: uh-huh. but Mick is. I correct. mean,
1: it's just it's just nonsense. So. Okay, <laughs> I was. Not re- <laughs> that <laughs> was not, my. It's not like a. It's not like a real anything. Oh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> but 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 how it's pronounced, I guess, is Mick Senok. Mick Senok. No, Mick Mick is right.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> where where did you get that from?
1: It's an internet handle that a friend of mine used at some point it's sort of a strong corruption of their real name and mm. at some point I co-co-opted it and okay. started using it myself so it is loosely based to a real life name but very loosely and uh it's not my name
0: <laughs> okay i see and your discord avatar what what is that it reminds me of where the wild things are but it's not yeah. that is it
1: so it's it's Reynard the Fox uh, oh. It's the little character. It's the art that was used for Swindler on Isotropic, the
0: uh,
1: oh. the old the old Dominion online client, and so and also the the art on Isotropic is taken from the art that Donald X uses in his prototypes. Mm. Um, so it was used as the art for Swindler in the in the prototype version of of Dominion.
0: Hmm. Why did you choose that for your avatar?
1: Oh, I just uh, just because I love Swindler. Really? Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> I I,
1: I, lo- I love I love many of the cards that are commonly hated.
0: Yeah. No, actually, <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm really not as experienced as like most of the other players and I used to like swindler as well but then I had so many games where provinces were swindled away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like okay maybe that's the reason why people don't like them um, Yeah I
1: think I think it's just when they get their fives turned into duchies is a mm. thing
0: that Yeah so I have a couple of quick questions for you just to warm up um and they are um either or questions so if you would just um answer spontaneously or if you don't want to answer then you don't obviously Okay. okay so uh tea or coffee neither cats or dogs both winter or summer both mornings or evenings uh mornings sweet or savory Peanut butter smooth Uh, or... Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, nothing. I was just going to say I'm saying both a lot.
0: (laughs) That's um, a part of the game. (laughs) You're (laughs) allowed to. Uh, Peanut butter smooth or chunky? Crunchy. Oh, is it crunchy?
1: Well, I I think both. I I I, I used to call it crunchy. But no, I think both words are used.
0: Okay. Uh, Tomatoes or cucumbers? Tomatoes vampires or werewolves Uh, neither (laughs) Italy or France
1: I I don't really know I've never been
0: Dominion online or in real life online okay cool now we've warmed up (laughs) 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 that was um, a very very um, good segue wasn't it to Uh Dominion (laughs) Um so yeah actually the thing that is most interesting to me um seeing that you have been with the league since the beginning is your your thoughts on how the league has evolved um if you'd like to to share some some reflections on that
1: Sure so I think as a player the the basic experience has not changed a, a whole lot, mm-hmm. um, at least for me. The you know you're still just playing your playing your five matches and, and seeing how you do. I, I as a player, I don't think it's changed too much. I think the biggest change for me personally has just been the shift from running it on the forums to running it on Discord exclusively. Um, mm-hmm. That that to me was a big quality of life improvement as far as scheduling and such i find the the division channels to really aid in the trying to get your matches scheduled and and just the communication and i think even just like the social aspects of it of communicating with your your fellow division people kind of in a shared chat i think is fun um but as far as the dominion goes it's the experience is really not different from my point of view obviously the the league itself has changed a lot in in terms of scale Mm -hmm. uh, from the very beginning just the number of players participating in the league now is is really impressively large i'm sure from an organizational perspective or and I, i mean i know i have some insight into what goes on behind the scenes but i think it's impressive sort of the scale they've managed to to grow to and maintain um but I'm sure for the moderators, it certainly has changed the experience from one that is like, depending on the moderator and what their responsibilities are, you know, they're doing like actual work, you know, like mm-hmm. they're the they. It's actually like on the level of you know some kind of part-time job or something, um, and and all the the difficulties that that might entail. So. Uh, I certainly, my appreciation for the moderation has has always been high and continues to grow just for the, the number of things that they have to manage and deal with.
0: Yeah, I'm really curious about that, too, because, I mean, I only, like, joined half a year ago, so for me, the state that it is now is kind of normal, but I, I mean, now that I'm doing the podcast and I'm, like checking standings and everything like more closely it always it's mind-boggling like how large it is actually mm-hmm. yeah. how do you feel the community has evolved or has it
1: I don't know this is kind of hard for me to to answer um, or to give something that I think is coherent but I mean the, the main shift Again, from my perspective and my experience of the community was just that essentially the, the competitive Dominion scene used to be organized on forum.dominionstrategy.com. Mm-hmm. So all, all via forum. And then however many years ago, four or five years ago, um, JSH started the Discord server and more or less the competitive scene has migrated to be focused on the Discord um, there's still some posts and, and things that occur on F.DS, F. but it's it's definitely reduced from its heyday. And then along with that shift, you, the personalities change, of course, as well, because not everybody makes the transition and who the active posters are. I mean, the, the, the community is always kind of, my experience with the community is always kind of determined by who the handful of really active posters are yeah. at, at any given time. Yeah and it's usually a small number like it's usually just within you know a dozen or so maybe people who Mm -hmm. really determine what the maybe two dozen something like that but in in both places i i tend to lurk more than than post um so my experience of it is really just tend to be dominated by what the the personalities are that are actively posting at any given time and and i don't know if i want to reflect too too specifically on on any personalities but uh, (laughs) um that's kind of what for me determines the experience of of kind of i guess more lurking in the in the communities than being a really really active poster
0: yeah
1: i tend to just get my get my uh one-liner in and kind of dip which is probably not great social behavior but (laughs) that's how i tend to do it
0: um no that makes sense so um that was a question that cavo sapiens and in uh, and I like the question a lot. What do you think are the top players now better than they were when league started, or are there just more of them?
1: I, I for me, I mean, people like to people like to tell this story about how you know how much better people are now than they were in the past or whatever. But I really feel like the comparison is just sort of impossible to make for a number of reasons. But just one is the card changing card pool, and then just also. I mean, you just don't. You can't make the direct comparison, so it's hard to say. Um, I, I I haven't like qualitative. Like, you can point to like the first, the streak where only Steph and I won the league for the seventeen seasons or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. and then you can say well, that obviously changed. Where I'm, I'm not. I don't win the league at that rate anymore, um, and and so there's been a more. And Steph stopped playing in the league and so that that certainly shifted. And there are more there are more people in any given season who could win the league, you might say. But I think even during the period where it was just Steph and I winning, that was in some sense a fluke. There were there were other players who were competitive with us in that period of time. It just happened that we kinda of went on this streak. So so for me there's not like a qualitative difference in like the level of competition. I don't feel like like I, I I think it was hard back then. I think it's hard now, and I don't I don't have anything to point to that could really describe a change that I that I've noticed. Um, hmm. There obviously, from the very start of the league, there have been a lot more expansions released, so the the card pool is very different. Mm-hmm. Um. So there are certainly things that are available to players nowadays that weren't just simply didn't exist, but um i i i don't have a strong sense that the nature of the competition has gotten way 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 harder maybe a little bit but
0: hmm. so i'm trying to collect my thoughts on this but i feel like yeah like the window that i got into like the whole league and everything is just too small i guess to really like weigh in on that but it is, it is interesting, actually, like, to see um, fluctuation. And, yeah. I mean, there is, like, lots of statistics and lots of data available. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I yeah. I have to say it's quite impressive. Your performance, let's say, in the league is quite impressive too, to watch. Like, also, like, on the spreadsheet. So that's... <laughs> okay I'm going down my list of questions oh yeah what is it like getting to playtest new expansions
1: um I mean it's it's really fun it's interesting to get the to see things you know go from basic ideas and get tweaked and, and just I feel like I've learned a lot about you know game design in general not that I've ever attempted to apply those principles but mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh I mean, one of the things that I think is fun is like Donald X always, you know, if there's a card idea, the idea is always to like push whatever that novel thing that that card does as far as possible as the initial guess. And then if you need to pull it back a little bit, you know, if it's too strong or just too many crazy things or whatever, but, but it's, you know, or it was interesting to I me, mean, you start with basically the crazy thing always mm-hmm. and, uh, and dial it back. Um, and that makes playtesting a lot of fun because you get to do things that, well, maybe you wouldn't, maybe you wouldn't want the card to exist <laughs> in mm-hmm. published form, but <laughs> you get to see some fun things along the way um, for for a game or two, you know, or a handful of games that is something crazy, um, and those are, those games are fun to play.
0: Yeah, how does this? How does it look like? Is it that's like strictly online, or how does uh, it work? <laughs>
1: so it's it's been different so for adventures um doug z the guy who made I, isotropic kind of the ori- not the original but um the first dominion client i played on uh this was after that the public version of that had already been shut down but he updated it for ad- adventures play testing and so that allowed Donald X to reach out to more people in the community um, to invite them to playtest. And so I was invited, Steph was invited, some other some other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Adventures playtesting was, for me, exclusively online. Uh, and we played a lot. I think probably Adventures, you know, Donald X would be able to answer this better, but I think Adventures probably received about as much playtest, probably more playtesting than any other expansion because there were all these people... Being brought in new to the expansions or to the playtesting, and we could playtest online, so we played a lot of games. And then for Empires, Doug Z did some implementation of the cards on online for playtesting, but some way through the expansion he kind of stopped doing that. And so at that point, the the only available way was to you know print your own prototypes and and play. And I did a little bit of that for Empires. Um, to play just play with you know people you know, um, mm-hmm. and then ongoing it's been kind of a mix of whether somebody in the playtesting group has uh, developed an online thing that has the implementation for the current expansion or not. So it's been a um, sort of a mixed bag of whether uh, things got. To play. I didn't I didn't really do I did some IRL playtesting for Nocturne. I didn't really do much playtesting for Renaissance. So and, and I guess along with all these I've always, at least as Once Steph took over the, the online client I have tested All of the expansions at the point of Them being implemented On the public thing mm-hmm. um, Or for them to be released On the public thing, I've tested that But that was not necessarily uh, At a point in time where the cards Were still changing, that was more of a Playtesting the client Kind of thing so um I don't know if I I don't really remember what the question was now, but hopefully that, that answered it.
0: Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> no, it did. It did, thank you. <laughs> um
1: um and, I, and I have I have gotten to playtest some other Donald X games IRL, like for instance Winter Winter Kingdom, which was just released this past fall. Um, I did a a decent amount of IRL playtesting of that.
0: Oh cool. I haven't gotten to play any other Donald X games, I think.
1: I I definitely recommend Kingdom Builder and Winter Kingdom.
0: Okay. Um, cool, then I'll I'll check them out. What other board games do you play? Other than Dominion? Or, or <laughs> other than Donald X games. <laughs> yeah.
1: Kingdom Builder and Winter Kingdom sort of became the game that I would play you know IRL over the board with like my family um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the uh, at least most common one anyway uh, I don't know I like I like Tichu which is like a card game like a partnership four player card game and then I like Twa I like Keyflower those are kind of the Euro games that I of the ones I've experienced that I kind of prefer and then I don't know. I really like just like word games, puzzle or, or not puzzle, but like word, you know, kind of quick paced, like party kind of style games. Even that are, um, I don't know, things like Times Up or Bananagrams. Just something that moves along pretty quick and has some some dexterity or quick thinking components. Hmm. Um, quite enjoy those. So.
0: I don't think I know any of those games you just mentioned, <laughs> but Bananagram sounds awesome.
1: Banana- <laughs> Bananagram is basically just Scrabble. I mean, it's not really. It doesn't play like Scrabble, but it, you have tiles with letters on them, and you have to form, you know, the crossword-style words. But you're you you just have a pile of letters in front of you, and you just do it as fast as you can, mm-hmm. and then you draw more, and you're trying to run the pile out. Mm-hmm. But it's not about spelling. Like, it's not about scoring or anything. It's just about making the words as quickly as you possibly can. So, mm. it doesn't matter if they're long or short or whatever.
0: I see. Um, anyway, how did you start playing Dominion?
1: Um, so, I, I bought Dominion. I bought, you know, cardboard paper version uh, in 2011, just off of looking at. Like board game geek rating slash like estimated playtime, just something that wasn't super long. And then I played a bunch. The summer of two thousand eleven, IRL got quite a few more expansions, maybe all of the ones that were printed at that point, which I think was everything but Hinterlands. And then Hinterlands came out somewhat, somewhat shortly after I started playing. And then I really started playing online a lot on Isotropic in two thousand twelve. So, I was in I was in graduate school, and that's a perfect time to do things that aren't what you're supposed to be doing for graduate school, like play a lot of <laughs> Dominion.
0: Um,
1: that's that's basically what I did, and then I you know I've played played a lot pretty much ever since. Um, yeah.
0: Do you play every day?
1: No, I don't play every day. I mean, I play bots a lot. I don't play on like matchmaking hardly at all anymore. Yeah. Um. I do play the bots pretty frequently. Um, probably not every day, but probably on a rate of every other day at least. Hmm. Certainly, average you know a game a day overall because I play several when I play. But mm-hmm. um, and I I have a match for some tournament almost every week. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: th- that's about the rate that I play it. I did when I when I first started playing. I was playing on isotropic. I was playing you know a bunch of automatch games like you know really playing a lot almost every day but after probably a year or two of that i i stopped playing the automatch stuff as often once we had switched to a new platform and things
0: hmm what Uh, are your favorite dominion tournaments
1: uh i mean by far league is like my preferred format i think it's just really nice in this i think for me league is not um League does a good job for me as far as balancing like stakes versus kind of casual fun Um, because it's like possible for every game I mean League is nice in the sense that every game has a chance to matter Mm -hmm. most likely to you but at least to somebody in your division it's going to matter Mm -hmm. so I think League throughout the whole season does a pretty good job of sort of making you know every six game match every game in it kind of feel like it it means something i think that's really nice and it it's nice to not have i i definitely prefer the com- competitive style with with this pool play or this round robin stuff where you're, you're trying to get a high total score relative versus like an elimination bracket where you just you lose a match and you're out mm-hmm I don't know that it actually is fair across, you know, a large number of tournaments. Probably they're both reasonably fair competitive formats. But I think it feels a little more fair in the league, certainly for, like, a single season. That, you know, you had 30 games. You know, if you didn't win, you know, if you lost, you know, 15 of them or whatever, you probably didn't play the best of of all your competitors. So,
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: it seems... It feels, it feels like it does a good job of, of being like a fair competitive format for whatever that means hmm. to me. Uh-huh. Um, and I like the, you know, this, the, I also think it's nice that it's not going away, right? Leak, if you don't do well in one season, you know there's going to be another season. Yeah. Um, you don't have to feel like I've got to do this right now, you know? If, if it doesn't go your way, you're going to get another chance. The same in the same in you know competition so i think that's really nice
0: yeah i agree i agree i guess it's again for me i only know league as it is now so that's like my my normal right and i feel like i had a very nice start because like to me the divisions it's like a little little family of of players and I guess um, when I started I just happened to meet very very friendly people um, in my division Uh so that kind of um, mm, yeah it was my introduction to it and that was my first impression that everyone is really nice and we just like play a couple of friendly matches I don't know that happened to like decide (laughs) what the family is gonna look like the next season but I enjoy the format as well um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I I agree like that the I mean it depends on your division. There are people who get bad luck and have people who aren't so friendly but I, even at the top it's always felt to me like in league we were just like the competitive aspects of it never seem to be dominating the the friendly aspects of it for me, even at the at the top divisions. Mm-hmm. I never felt like people were like so worried about winning or losing that they behaved badly because of it. I guess. Mhm. At least, at least it's few and far between.
0: No. Um, going back to expansions, um, what's what's your favorite expansion? Like, if you are going to the Lonely Island and you can only bring the base set and one expansion, what would it be?
1: Mm, maybe this is hard. Um, I get base set also. I don't know. I think one of second edition intrigue adventures or like cornucopia, cornucopia Guild the cornucopia Guild's guilt double pack <laughs> that's a product in the in the US at least. Uh, you're cheating. <laughs> with... No 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 I can't okay. I have to pick one. Yes. I, I might just go with adventures then. You get a lot of stuff with adventures, so that's nice.
0: Okay. Um, the
1: the 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 other aspect. I mean, this is not an answer to this question, but a a really great expansion is Nocturne, but it's really kind of a weird expansion to have as like your one expansion or or. Yeah. In a small expansion environment, it's one of my favorite expansions, but I find it to play really heavy Nocturne games. Nocturne games are is kind of weird but i love the cards sprinkled into full random like a lot Mm -hmm. so but it wouldn't it would so i wouldn't take it to the lonely island but it's probably my you know second or first favorite expansion
0: so if you could take one kingdom to the island there would be nocturne in it
1: yeah, I think, taking, I think taking one kingdom doesn't do you much good, though.
0: I guess I think not. <laughs>
1: you'd end up <laughs> pretty sick of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably after one day. <laughs> That's yeah. true. So in this um, 2018 interview um, for the championship, you said that Butcher was your favorite card. Is it still your favorite card?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I'm bad at picking favorites. I don't. I don't know that I have a favorite favorite. Well, you I, can. I love you can have more. I. I still love Butcher. The other cards that I immediately spring to mind are Hagler and Artificer. For cards that I really love. I imagine if I went through some of the recent expansions, I could probably pick out a thing or two. But I think those are the three that kind of stand out for me over time. It's. I mean, Hagler has existed basically as long as I've been playing the game, and I still love it.
0: Just as much. Hmm. It's so funny. Like I think the first time I ever played Dominion was at least ten years ago. Um, but now, like, I've come to the league with like all the expansions there. So to me, it's like normal to have like this giant card pool, and I, I find it so weird, like, to imagine that soon there's gonna be like a new expansion. It's just.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's, such a Dominion baby. The new, the new expansion, I think, is like the most fun time for like the community. Just mm. in, in the conversations, at least, I think they're. I think it's the most fun time for me, at least, to read stuff from people around the times of the new expansion releases.
0: Oh, I'm very um, much looking forward to that. So, um yum, 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 yum. Do you want to talk more about League? Because like people send them some potentially controversial questions. Think, Do you
1: I want think to talk one? Is it? I mean, I don't. I don't think I can. I'm sorry, Trace. I don't think I can pick my favorite league moderator. That <laughs> wouldn't be. That doesn't sound like a good move. I, I mean, if I knew who my moderator was going to be next season, then maybe I could answer <laughs> that question. But um,
0: Okay, but um, LemonSpawn <laughs> mentioned I don't know um, division size, season length, and stuff. Um, is that something you want to get into? Uh,
1: I mean, I have some. Thought. I mean, the big thing is the thing that Scherer has mentioned. Scherer, I don't know how you say this name, but there's um, the flex divisions, yeah. which are terrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: they're the worst I mean flex divisions is secretly just A and B now have 7 players a lot of the time That's mm-hmm. at least from my experience that's not necessarily the experience at all tiers but for my personal experience flex divisions just means I have to play another match in the same exact time period um, and that I don't really like mm-hmm. uh, but it's not a big deal I just, I just every season, every single season since flex divisions have existed, I've put in some sort of feedback in my returning form about how much <laughs> I, I don't like flex divisions. <laughs> so it's, it's sort of a, a meme more than anything. I mean, I'm serious. I really don't like them, but I'm, I'm not torn up over it.
0: <laughs> mm, I see. Uh,
1: but as far as like division size and season length, I don't. I'm pretty okay with the status quo right now. I think it would be interesting. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it would be interesting to live in a world where we have like a, something like a super league kind of thing where you have like maybe the top 10 people or something and you have them all play, like have a really long season and and have them all play each other like twice or something like that. And just have a, just have a massive result, I guess a, a massive number of games, um, amongst like ten of the strongest players, I think that would be really interesting to kind of get like a more definitive answer of right now who is playing the best Dominion. But I don't think that's sort of realistic to happen. But that that's uh, and it wouldn't it wouldn't really work within the 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 league format necessarily. But but it, it would be similar to league in, in the sense of playing a big round robin kind of format.
0: Mm-hmm. Like an all-stars. Um.
1: Yeah. And I think, like, A Division over a couple of seasons or whatever basically achieves this. It's just, it's just, uh, it would be interesting, I think, to get, to expand that a little bit. But Hmm. I don't, I don't imagine that will ever happen.
0: Well, somebody would need to pick up the idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, you could do it. I think the issue is getting participation, because ideally you want, like, you want the, uh, if you can convince them to play, you want all the people who are like in contention for being the best, quote unquote. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I think I think league already does a great job of like getting participation from the strongest players. I don't think league is bad on that at all, but there are certainly like notable exceptions. Um,
0: so, how do you deal with um, losing matches or demoting?
1: Um, I think it goes goes back to the thing I was, at least in League, I think you should, I mean, like, if your goals are all focused on, like, this immediate thing, you're just going to be dissatisfied over and over and over again, because yeah. it's just not going to work out, that's not how the game works, there's too much randomness, you can't, you cannot, like, force a game win, you know, by, by sheer will, so you have to have a longer term view on these things, And basically, I think it's absolutely true that on on a long-term scale, if you're improving, if you're actually getting better at the game, you're going to see improved results over time. It doesn't mean you'll promote this season or, or you'll win this specific match. But if you're getting better, if your goal is to, I mean, I guess one thing is like you could just not care, right? You could just not care if you're getting better or worse, and then you shouldn't really worry too much about losing at all. That, that I think is a perfectly good and uh, reasonable way of dealing with it. but if you're if you're upset about losing because you want to have success or you because you really want to win or whatever, you have to take a longer view of things like if because if you get good enough, I guess the other thing I would say is that if you're like playing in a division, you're good enough to be there like you just simply are and so if you're playing in a division you're also probably probably good enough to win it on or at least not far away. Um and so you you just have to kinda of believe that and you know, keep doing whatever things work for you to, to improve, but know that it's not necessarily gonna happen immediately, but I guess especially for the leak, again you know you'll have another chance in the future. Or you can if you want it anyway. Yeah. So also, you can just win a lot. That's what I do. And then you don't have to worry about dealing with losing matches. No, uh-huh.
0: no I'm kidding. <laughs> Great advice.
1: <laughs> just, just get, get good. No. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's <laughs> easy as that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy to say this here. I've, of <laughs> course, been upset about losses before that have hurt. But I think they do hurt more when it's like a, a tournament that is ending, for me at least, than if it's something that happens in the league context where I find it much easier to think, I'm going to get another shot at this.
0: So. Yeah, yeah.
1: But even in another tournament context, I think you just have to tell yourself there'll be another tournament, whatever it is. You know, there'll, there'll be... The, the Dominion competitive scene is not disappearing, so...
0: I hope not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a bit too personal, but... Um... I've listened to some of your self-commentating and maybe it was like the specific games, I don't know, or the specific matches, but it felt to me as if you were like being pretty harsh with yourself and you were um, kind of beating yourself up a lot. Is that something that you just like do because you you were mad at yourself because you made some mistakes, and then when the match is over, it's all good? Or is that, like, lingering? Uh,
1: no, I, I don't think it lingers too long. I, I sometimes lose a few hours sleep running through games again in my head as I lay in bed, but I'm, I, it doesn't stick around too long. I think it's... uh, I mean, part of it... Okay, so, like... It's hard to kind of capture all of what's going on when I'm commentating, mm. because I'm not... My my mind is divided amongst a number of things, and I'm also just trying to talk for the sake of talking, right? I'm just trying to say something at any given moment, yeah. while I'm also trying to think about this game. And so, not everything I say is, like, 100%. I don't know if sincere is the right word, but, like...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I, uh, it doesn't always reflect like some long-term view. I, I do not have a problem with like saying that something I've done is really stupid. Like that to me is just a part of like identifying a mistake so that you can think about the situation, so that you can build up that m- memory, build up that build up that pattern recognition, so that you don't do it again in the future. Mm-hmm. Um. So part of that is just to kind of draw attention to it myself mentally i think within a match it can be bad if you do that too much past the point of when it happened which i do do sometimes which is i'll think about a mistake i made two or three games ago and that's obviously not helpful for for doing well in that particular match yeah. um i think if i did more i don't i don't do a lot of like match review other than just what occurs to me like i said as i'm laying in bed at night i think if i were like i think a better habit i don't really practice this so this is advice that i don't personally follow but i think probably the best way to go about that is to not focus on it in the match you know move on in the match and then when you're reviewing if you maybe review the games afterwards then then it's probably a safer time to berate yourself a little bit just as a way of again kind of keen on to those mistakes and and pointing them out to yourself so that you can can do better the next time Hmm. um i i don't really feel that like i know i i know sometimes i it's hard like i said commentary isn't always like what i say in the moment is not necessarily like what i think of later on i i don't i i do do some self beration, but i don't like feel super bad about myself in general i wouldn't say okay um
0: that's a relief uh, then (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm not terribly familiar with the whole Quarantine Cups situation, but Sam E asked you to reflect a little on this experience.
1: Uh, Yeah, so Quarantine Cup, for those that don't know, is a weekly competition. It's held online. It's just one day on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday. And it's basically two hours in which people can match together and just play each other. Uh, and you can play as many or as few matches as you like. If you win a match, you get five points. If you lose a match, you lose three points. And so you're incentivized by your score, or by the way the scoring works, to try and play, stick around and play more matches, but you don't have to. And then we take the top four people and they play a little single elimination playoff. So it's just a little, you know, self contained one day competition, but it's intended to be fairly casual. It's intended to be sort of like a. You know, you can just come and play however many games you want, leave or come when you like. If you want to stick around for the whole thing, try and make it into the playoffs, great. If you don't, that's cool, too. Um, And so we started it last March, or February, last March, I guess, uh, in 2020, uh, right about the time when the whole world was going into quarantine. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, there are a lot of people you know sitting around at home on the weekends so it was, it was something for people to, to do and we just kept doing it because I think it's kind of fun and we the participation has been high enough I feel like it's worth still doing and so it just it happens every week and it,
0: every week like for uh, 13 months now 14 yeah. months now
1: we haven't missed a weekend. Wow. So we've done six this this Saturday will be the sixty first, so Wow. Um, I, I do I, I I've said this many times throughout the whole thing is that I don't actually know if weekly is like the best way to go keep doing it because the numbers have gone down quite a bit from where we, we initially had people and if you don't get if you don't get like at a bare minimum like a dozen or so people, it's hard to get the matches. Happening, yeah. Um, a dozen or so throughout the whole thing. No one has to stay the whole time, but uh, it's it can be harder to find the par- make the pairs when you have you know when you have like twenty or people, you have way more than enough. You don't have to wait for matches. You're able to find someone really quick, almost always. But when it dips down into the teens, it gets a little harder. I don't know all the reasons for why the numbers have gone down. If it's just that, well, people are literally not quarantined in their homes anymore as much, and so they just don't want to use their time on the weekend to play Dominion, mm. or uh uh just the novelty is worn off things like that so at some point we may switch it to like a monthly thing or something like that but we haven't quite gotten to that point yet it's mm. still mostly func- mo- mostly functions week to week
0: or um, maybe move it to a weekday
1: yeah i i we haven't tried anything like that i don't know It would probably work for some of the audience, which is often like student people, I think I think Dominion has a lot of of that, but the the part of the thing is that we try and do it at a time where both the American and European time zones could could participate, so it's like a American afternoon, European evening. And I I don't know if on a weekday if that's as likely to hit. But we but we haven't tried it, so it's it would be worth trying.
0: Oh, no, but that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. I always forget the about the, <laughs> the time zones.
1: Yeah. I mean, the other thing is just to do it for a time that maybe only works for one and and just see what kind of participation you get. Hmm. Um, I think there's a lot more in this space that could be done. Not Quarantine Cup specifically. I really like the Quarantine Cup format, actually. Um, just, again, as something that has... Mostly a casual, at least to me, the intention is for it to be a mostly casual environment, but have some some little bit of competitive aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the there's a lot more that could be done in this space of like self contained one day events. I think on the competitive side, yeah, where you do you do more. Uh, the The quarantine format is a little bit wonky with the scoring, but you can do things that are a little more fair um i think the issue is just like pace of play is just not fast enough across the board for players to make it super feasible i think you need uh timed formats and that's just we don't really have them but if there was like built that's my that's my biggest interest for like the client i think amongst Maybe not my biggest, but one of my biggest interests for the client is for there to be support for more like time restrictions, timed formats. I think that could really improve or open up a lot of different things that are currently not really available in the com- competitive formats because the matches, the six-game matches, take two to three hours for a lot of players.
0: Yeah, I just I really but, like this concept of um, having this weekly thing because and and specifically in in the context of the pandemic um, because I guess it it gives you or maybe those people who participated in it last year some sort of stability when like nothing was was stable anymore so it's a pretty yep. cool concept
1: yeah I was I, I was really happy with the participation and you know just that people came out and played and we got you know, we had some fun at the start. There were you know a lot of people, and we it kind of led into like the finals. We would have commentary and stuff. I still usually someone usually commentates the playoff part of it, but it was like this you know more of an event whenever the the participation was was a little higher. But
0: mm.
1: it's been fun, and uh, I should just shout out the people who all the people who make it happen. Just uh, a Libby, Razzy Raz, formerly Truffles. Cyrix uh, and uh, I don't know why I'm blanking and all of these people Sarah Lenny helped at the very beginning and then EH so anyway but we have a bunch of League mods
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> involved in it so and we uh, love them all yeah
0: <laughs> what are your top three channels on the Dominion Discord server
1: I don't know this is hard uh, I I don't really like I don't feel strong affection for any of the channels.
0: What? Not um, the, the pets channel? Seriously?
1: No, I don't. I have, I have, so, I have most of the channels muted, except for, like, the tournament section where I have a lot of stuff unmuted. Uh, Part of it is that I, I have dipped into pets before pets, pets could make it. I don't, I don't have it, I don't read it regularly, but it's, it's, it looked good when I was there. I just for, I just forgot about it, to be fair. Uh, I like the channel where you... I like Mixed Kingdoms channel, the channel where you generate your kingdoms for the mixed tournaments. Fair. Nobody, nobody's giving any takes or anything. You just see those, just see those kingdoms. Like I said, I, I do enjoy the discussions around the release of the expansions. Mm -hmm. So there's usually a separate channel for those. So there isn't one that exists currently, but, you know...
0: Oh, actually... In the future, there will be. Yeah, I have a question. For, like, whenever the new expansion is released, will this be, like, added automatically to the Gold subscription? So... Asking for a friend.
1: Typically, yeah. (laughs) It's worked differently a couple times, so... Uh, first few times an expansion came out on on Dominion Online on Shuffle It, the uh basically the cost of the gold subscription went up a little bit by some proportion depending on some formula stuff has for the size of the expansions. Mhm. Um, but it was you know I don't know some, some number of some number of cents. Hmm. I see. Um. And but that like if you want to get that expansion. Like, if you add the new expansion comes out, you're already subscribed to the gold. If you add that expansion, then you just pay the difference. Like, you don't have to re up your, your. I mean, you don't pay the full gold for whatever overlapping time, anyway. Mm. Um, when Menagerie came out, it was done a little differently, which is that the gold price did not change when Menagerie came out. People who are subscribed to the gold just got it but he kind of shifted all the formulas in a way to make that happen so i don't know what the plan is going forward for future expansions maybe he does that every few expansions where it doesn't change the price but i don't know if the plan is to do that with every expansion release in the future so the answer is i don't know for this next one i don't have any idea
0: yeah, I guess we'll see.
1: I'm not even I'm not even hiding insider info, I literally did not know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were hiding anything from me. <laughs> when did you feel you were playing your best? Cave wants to know.
1: I think I think results wise my two best periods were probably either like spring, summer, twenty spring, summer like basically twenty eighteen before the very end of it or twenty twenty. Um, Again, probably before the very end of it. Um, Both of those years, I won four league seasons in a row. Wow. And then then in 2018, I won the Dominion Online Championship in the fall as well. And in 2020, I won a couple other little tournaments during the summer. Um, And I think in particular, in 2020, I won a tournament called Whelp, which featured... (laughs) I don't know if you know about Welp. Uh-uh. Um, it, it, it was it was forced kingdoms that had, or, or the kingdoms were required to have a way, an event, a landmark, and a project. So oh. there were four four landscapes on every kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I th- and I say either of those two because I'm not really sure which which period was better because it, at the in the Welp finals between NA Smith and I I think probably was the best Dominion match I participated in personally if I had to pick one you know mm. um, as far as how I I think we I think the play was very high mm-hmm. um, and that match was also really weird so I don't I, I don't know the answer between those two those are like the clear ones as far as like a period of time where I had a good run of of tournament results 2018 maybe is a little better capping it off with the big win of the the annual single elimination thing, but I felt like in 2020, I felt like in that welp match was maybe the best match that I had personally been a part of. Mm. Um, but that's all. <laughs> it's very hard to say. It's hard to compare these things. So
0: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, judging by how many matches and games and tournaments you've already played it's probably hard to choose at some point do you have any other like memorable moments or games
1: there are quite a few there was a season this is a this is a sad one for me but there was a season where i had to in the league where i was playing steph in the finals this was a fairly early season where i had to win 5-1 in the championship match to win it and I lost the first game, and then I won the next four, and then I totally blew it on the last one. Like I had a good position, uh. and I totally messed it up. And <laughs> lost it. And oh that, no! One of the ones that I kind of over time have have always remembered as one that I wish I had gotten, <laughs> just because it would have it would have been really nice to beat Steph like one to take a to take a season yeah. of the league. But, so that was a. Uh, I mean, it's funny too because it, it was like I definitely had like in the game that I lost at the end had like a good lead and and I just blew it in some some fashion. I don't really remember now. I do remember some of the cards. Though. It was like a big Kings Court thing, and I didn't go for all the Kings Court stuff. And Steph eventually came back and beat me. <laughs> it was really close. It was, it was that was the, so that's a heartbreaker for me. That's probably my like number one heartbreaker. <laughs> but. uh... <laughs> But it's funny. And uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else. The the Welp match was... I keep talking about it, but it was really weird because I can remember like really losing time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like at the end of it, I was just like, what did what just happened? Like I didn't... I Like some kind of flow state or something, which doesn't happen to me a lot when I'm playing occasionally, but it doesn't happen to me a lot when I'm playing, partly because of the talking and stuff. But I can remember finishing Welp and not really remembering almost any of the match but having this sense that <laughs> well I remember like one game, one or two games but like there was just like this block of time that mm-hmm. it was just like lost, lost to me <laughs> it was really weird because I was like exhausted it was just a really bizarre like sensation I guess mental mental experience yeah. <laughs> I don't know
0: interesting
1: yeah so I don't know I have some other ones there's some other heartbreakers but I don't know don't I don't know how many of them are interesting there's mm-hmm. one that gets memed on a lot there are two there are two that I'm a participant in that I get memed on a lot one is bad for me one is good for me the bad one is a a stables dud that I drew a handful of stables and no treasures in the middle of this game that I was ahead <laughs> in and was almost certainly going to win on that turn um and, and, and lost lost a game in one of these elimination tournaments to Seperix. and then the the good one is there's this game I played with Burning School, uh, I don't know if it was in league or what it was in, but where he, he tries he tries to ambassador and give me a province at the end of the game to, to run out the last province. And neither one of us realized this until the prompt came up um, but that I could there was a changeling on the board, so instead of getting the province, I could take a changeling instead.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. And,
1: and, and somehow I I managed to come back and win that game. Um, yeah. So those are like my my two like I don't know they're like memorable games that at least have sort of penetrated the 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 broader I don't know the the, the other I pe- I don't talk about these games that much, but other people talk about these games pretty often in or, or with some regularity and i have some association with them in the in the community so
0: yeah um, yeah i saw that that uh, ambassador uh, changeling province thing that uh, resurfaced uh, uh recently <laughs> uh, that was so, <laughs> quite the moment
1: uh, um, it was quite funny because we just neither of us knew it was coming and then it happened and, yeah and it's also a funny one because you can see you can see both players uh perspective on it there's a video from from both sides so if you want to see the whole thing you can or if if a person wants to experience the whole thing from from both sides it's possible
0: yeah so cave also wanted to know what you think if steph had kept playing in league who would have more league titles by now you or steph
1: yeah this, this is another one of those questions where it's like i mean who, who knows? I think for sure. I mean, Steph obviously maintained his level of play even after quitting the league. Like, he didn't... Steph didn't stop being good at Dominion. And he is, to this day, extraordinarily good at Dominion. Um, so, you know, he would have won more. I'm not... I don't know who would have won more, but Steph would have obviously continued to win league seasons. Mm. Like, that's, that's fairly clear to me. And so i i don't know i mean like the easy answer is probably steph just because he had edged me out a little bit in the time we had overlapped mm-hmm. but it was you know close so i don't know i don't I don't think there's like a, a really sensible answer but that that's kind of what i think
0: how many how many players uh have you ever met in real life who are now active in the league
1: Uh, I've never met anybody, like, face-to-face. Um, I mean, I've been on Discord or voice chats in various capacities with people, different people throughout time, but I've never seen anybody in person. As far as I'm aware, maybe I haven't, I just didn't know, but, uh, I've never met anybody IRL from, from the Dominion community.
0: Hmm. So i only saw this on the discord but there are like some tournaments i guess there was one in in new york and there is gonna be one in chicago maybe so that's not um a thing that you participate in
1: i'm not really anywhere near new york so that would have been a like a plane ride in it you know some some big commitment to go there i could get to chicago a little more easily I have some interest in attending the Chicago tournament. I don't whether I go or not. I'm not sure, <laughs>
0: mm.
1: so we'll see. Whenever more of the the plans are finalized, I think it would be fun. But I so far I've never never met anybody in person.
0: I'm just so jealous. I'm so, I'm so jealous. I want to go. <laughs> I want to meet people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: You just have to organize one. And where 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 are you?
0: I'm in in Berlin.
1: Okay. I'm I'm sure you can get... I I don't really know, but I imagine it's... You probably have a good concentration of Dominion players near, you know, somewhat near you.
0: I think so. I think so, actually. I mean, we have a good couple German players around, and then it's not very far to Scandinavia and the UK and France and... In Russia, it's not that far. But yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Uh, What are some of your other hobbies besides board games?
1: I mean, just other nerd stuff. I just... I like to play video games and read mostly sci-fi fantasy stuff. Um, I don't know, I just like walking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Walking Walking around outside. Do some hiking, but...
0: What was the last book you've read, or what are you reading right now? If you are reading a book right now,
1: let me look. I'm I'm reading a book called The Tyrant Baru Cormorant. I don't know. It's some fantasy book. It's part of some a series. Hmm. It's uh, it's okay. I don't I, I, I don't have a strong recommendation for it at the moment, but it's all right.
0: I haven't been reading a lot, like ever since the pandemic, which is weird because I had like so much time. But somehow yeah. I didn't didn't feel like reading. Yeah. But I got into fantasy a bit more, I guess, because it's so interesting to have, or well, sci-fi. Well, <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's just interesting to have like those visions of society, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go in spurts with the reading. The, I haven't actually been reading a whole lot right now. It's taken me a while to get through these books, but. Sometimes it's what I'm doing in all my free time and sometimes it's not doesn't happen much for a month or so.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so the same with me. It was so curious last year because like all the all the things that I used to do in my free time. Um once I had like a hundred percent free time I just didn't didn't do them anymore. Was, like with reading and then also like music was very oh well. The human mind I guess works.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I think people are in weird mental state states depending on just the changes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And how your mood affects what you want to do and stuff. So
0: it was just uh, just a bummer that I didn't get to um discover Dominion Online earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I only like started in November, I guess, and then I started a job this january so (laughs) (laughs) Ah, too few time but well yeah (laughs) is there anything else you'd like to share do you even do you even listen to the pod?
1: i i did not know it existed until you sent me the message but i did listen to parts of a couple i think i didn't listen to like the full recap stuff but i Jumped around some, listened to some of it. It's interesting. It's always cool. It's like the different things people find to make about the mint is always neat. Mm -hmm. It's always been a cool thing about the community. It's just there's just a lot of different contributions that people have made as far as just spending their own time to make something for other people to enjoy. And whether that's like analysis tools and are just like more like just like entertainment aspect things it's it's always cool to see
0: is there anything else you want to share
1: uh no i don't i don't really have any anything else
0: well then. in particular
1: but thanks a lot for for having me on
0: oh, thank you you're my first ever guest
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm really so i'm sure you can you get get some you know i'm sure there's lots of people who'd be be happy to come answer questions so
0: who would you like to hear an interview with?
1: Hmm. I don't know. That's tough. I'm trying to think of someone who, like, I don't already, like, hear them because they post a lot or, you know, they...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some some voice that I, someone who's been around a long time, but I don't really have a, you know, a conception of, of who they are as much. Mm-hmm. That's hard.
0: Well, I mean, I'd have to think about it. I, yeah. don't, I don't
1: have one off the top of my head. Sorry,
0: <laughs> sorry for putting you on the spot there. <laughs> oh,
1: <no. laughs> it's a good question. I just I, nothing comes to mind. I think it would be fun to have like any of the other like long term league people. Someone like Marcus
0: happens someone, to be on I the list. I don't know.
1: Someone from someone from the moderator side of the league would be good. I think. Uh huh. And there are lots of people to choose from there who have been around for a long time it would be interesting you know if the the focus the focus of the podcast is on the league it would be interesting just to have um like steph on and to have him talk about starting the league and of course steph has a lot of other things that he could be asked about as well there's a, tons of stuff that steph's been involved with in the community over the years and or someone like assemble me who was around for the start of the league or, so hmm
0: okay um, noted
1: those are some possibilities those people don't really meet the other thing i said which is people who are like enigmas to me because i have interacted with Stefan and will quite a bit over the years but anyway those are some those are some people that come to mind
0: okay make thank you so much that was awesome sure.
1: i was happy to, <laughs> happy to, to do it
0: oh i'm so happy <laughs> Yeah, it was, good. It, was yeah fun. it was. It was you. Have a nice one. And right, um I'll see you around. Okay. Bye. And that's it for this episode, my dear players. You will soon find a transcript of this interview on the blog dominionstrategy.com, kindly provided by Terra Cubist. Thank you very much for that. Thank you again to Mick for being my first interview guest ever. And taking this milestone with me. Thank you to Kevo Sapien, Assemble Me and Cirolandi for DMing questions. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. If you have suggestions on who you'd like to hear interviews with in future episodes or if you have general feedback, find me on Discord. I am @strumpf, S T R U M P H F, and I'll catch you next week. The game has ended. Bye. <music>